Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Thank you so much for joining me for another edition of Grace to All. And I think you're going to be really blessed and excited and a whole bunch of different words that I can't come up with right now when you hear this interview and the next two or three with our guest, Emma Davis. I'm going to tell you up front that Emma is not her real name. She's one of the single moms that we have helped with the Grace Restoration Team, and we've been involved in helping her over the last period of time in many different ways. And I want to protect her identity, but I also want you all to see what happens, what a difference it can make in someone's life when they're helped, not only financially, which can seem to be the most pressing needs and with health issues, but then also spiritually and relationally. So I want to start out uh, just by saying hello and welcome, Emma. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being with us. And if you would just start out by telling people kind of a summary of where you are now, Emma, maybe in comparison to where you've been in the past. After that, we'll jump back to your background and sort of give people the backstory. So how would you describe your situation now? Sure. I tell you, it's like the difference between light and darkness. Life used to look very dark and pointless to me. And now I see the beauty in life and I want to live and I'm excited to live. I have joy in my life again. You do indeed. And you, with all of that is without still not knowing what the future holds or without everyone in my circumstances changing. It's just the difference of knowing who God is and trusting him and knowing who I am. What's brought about that change? Reading the Bible through different eyes, for one thing, learning to see it through a lens of what Jesus has revealed about God, our Father. I grew up um, with a lot of exposure to religion and learned all about the, you know, angry, vindictive God who was going to get you if you didn't live just right. And so I used to have a pretty warped perception of him. And now I know that he's all good and all loving all the time. Boy, that makes a big difference, doesn't it? (laughs) It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, we'll talk about that and some of the insight that you have now. But so our listeners can relate to the whole situation, which everybody's story is unique. It reminds me, I I wrote in Convertible Conversations that everybody has a story. And uh, certainly everybody does. They're all different. And and telling anybody's story, including my own, I don't want to uh, shock people into thinking that my story or yours or anybody else's is the worst there's ever been. It's just our story. And so what we do through Grace Restoration Team is to help single moms who need help first financially and then spiritually and relationally. So you've been a single mom for a while. Tell us what your situation was like, and give us a word picture, if you would, of what your life was like when you were maybe in your deepest time of need. 
you know, it's been a long journey to get to this point. And I've certainly experienced some real poverty. I don't really need to share all the details, but I will tell you, it took a long time and going through a lot of hardship to get to the point where I felt like I was standing on my own two feet. Briefly, I had to flee an abusive marriage and I left with only a few bags of clothes in my pictures and my computer, which was all we could fit in my dad's car. Right away, I started to work on my future. Uh, After a brief stay in a local homeless shelter, I got an invitation to rent a basement. So that was the first thing. Then I got a job. After a few months, I was able to buy a car. Then I rented my apartment, which was the first place I've ever lived in my entire life that was just mine. This was the first time I'd ever lived alone. And I'm, uh, let's just say, well into middle age. (laughs) I was proud of the progress I had made and life was mostly good at this point. My job was very physical. So I was strong and healthy and getting more and more fit by the day. And outside of work, I was hiking and swimming. I'd go help my parents with yard work and housework. I just led a very active lifestyle. Want to just stop you there for a second, Emma. Tell us what it was like living through, I'll use the term poverty, what it was like with your kids going through the laundry mat and things like that, just so people can get a mental image of what it was like there. Well, most of the time we didn't have a car because all we could ever afford were old cars that constantly broke down. So I would do things like pull the laundry, you know, kids holding a kid with each hand and pull the laundry in a wagon to the laundromat. I stayed home until my youngest one was about four, but then I did have to put them in daycare. So I would pull them in the wagon to daycare, my youngest two, and then continue to walk to work. And I tell you, I remember a time that it was just pouring down rain. So, of course, I would put the only umbrella over the kids. And so I had no choice but to work looking like a drowned rat all day long. (laughs) I mean, I was as wet as if I had jumped in a lake. So things like that. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. All right. And so then back to where I interrupted you, you were starting a new part of your life, being in your own apartment. And then what happened? Then COVID hit. I was an essential worker and I kept working through the pandemic. So I was right there on the front lines every day. After being exposed by a coworker who tested positive and then having to quarantine for 14 days, I switched to a job with another company simply because they offered me work from home. Once I was finished with training, I could work from home full time. However, once I finished training, they rescinded that offer saying they had enough people working from home and I was forced to report to a very large call center every day. Unfortunately, just a few months later, I was again exposed to someone with COVID. Although I initially tested negative, I soon developed all of the COVID symptoms. I wasn't hospitalized, but I got very sick and developed several secondary problems. I tried to go back to work after this second quarantine, but I just wasn't well enough and was forced to give up my job. A total lack of activity from being quarantined, plus all that isolation and loneliness and grief over the loss of my marriage. I mean, despite the fact that I needed to get away for our own safety and well-being, I still loved him and I was still sad that he wouldn't change. And the grief still hit me like a tidal wave when I was least expecting it. 
There's also grief over the loss of my father and the loss of a couple of friends. Well, all of this combined led to a depression like I'd never felt before. I mean, I really sank under it. I became suicidal, to be honest, and the world just got dark. I felt like every waking moment was spent crying, and I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Between my medical conditions and the mental health conditions, I really didn't feel like doing anything more than lying on the couch all the time when I wasn't in my bed sleeping. I slept a lot during Mm -hmm. this time. All of this resulted in me gaining a lot of weight. I mean, a lot of weight. I didn't realize how much until I finally made a doctor's appointment and got the shock of my life. I learned at that appointment that I gained over 100 pounds in just a few short months. 100 pounds. I burst into tears right then and there at the doctor's office, the poor nurse trying to console me. Mm. I mean, I was so ashamed. On top of my depression and grief, taking on this shame wasn't a good thing. I'll bet it wasn't. No. And things probably didn't get better they probably got worse. That's right. Unfortunately, my health continued to decline and I was diagnosed with just a whole list of things, including diabetes. Some of the more serious things I've dealt with were blackouts and seizures. Some days I'm steady enough to get around on my own if I take it nice and slow and rest a lot. But most days now I have to use a cane or even a walker. So all of this means that it would be very difficult for me to work at a traditional job. It's really hard to picture myself going somewhere every day and clocking in and out. I mean, it's hard for me to do normal daily things like shower and dress. And my doctor has instructed me not to drive any longer because the passing out and seizures are so unpredictable. Well, that limits going out and looking for a job, doesn't it? It does. It really does. You know, I've tried to figure out what can I do. This system isn't easy. (laughs) I understand now how people fall into gaps in it. And I applied for unemployment, you know, like people do right away after leaving my job in 2020. But I had to wait weeks and weeks for a determination and then was ultimately denied. Then this year I applied for disability and I was denied that as well because I have a list of things that combined incapacitate me rather than having one clear cut thing like blindness or cancer. So I tried the usual avenues and nothing would come through. But I decided this time not to waste too much time being upset over that because I think God must have something else in mind for me, like fulfilling my dream of self-employment. I used to be full of fear of that any day I was going to become homeless again or become so dependent on other people that I would be a burden to them. But I don't fear those things anymore. I have a peace that everything's going to be all right. Wow. I'm God's daughter after all, and he's a good, good father. Yeah. You know, and I have wonderful people in my life that assure me that it blesses them to help me with things. So I've learned to let go of that a little bit and not be afraid to ask when I need help. Yeah, good. I'm talking real uh, practical demonstrations of love, like helping me take my trash out and things like that. Yeah, I guess if you need to walk with a cane or a walker, it's 
pretty hard to push a trash can or carry a bag of trash or something at the same time. It sure is. So that's the basic background that kind of brings us up to where I am now health-wise. I'm still under care, still have a ways to go, but you know, I still believe God is going to heal me. <laughs> and I know that he has good plans for me. Well, I know that he does too. So I, I would imagine, Emma, that sometimes people say you get together with somebody you haven't seen for a long time or whatever, and somebody says, well, how are you doing uh, they find out your story and they go, well, how do you get by? What have you done to, <laughs> how do you take care of bills and stuff like that? I do get asked that a lot. That's a great question. So I had some savings and I've now, of course, totally used those up. The three stimulus checks that they sent out helped a lot. And I got one good tax refund. Of course, now I don't get them the last two years because I haven't worked. There was a nonprofit in Colorado that I think think you might have kind of based your group on that uh-huh. helped me with three months worth of rent and utilities while I was waiting for some other things to kick in. Yeah, that's Inspire 100, right? With Mike Popovich. That's right. That's right. My church helped me as much as they could, but they're a very small church without a lot of income. And nobody in my family has much money, especially my mom. And she helps me out by letting me come over and do my laundry at her house but financially she's retired and living on social security only. So I can't ask the family for that type of help. Yeah. But when Inspire 100 helped me, it took away the immediacy of me being evicted or getting utilities shut off. And it, so that freed me up to look for some other more long-term resources. Uh-huh. I found out about Kira. K-E-R-A, which is a state agency with millions of dollars in funding from the federal government. They help people who ended up in hardship due to COVID. And I qualify. Yeah. Uh They've now paid for almost a year's worth of rent, electricity, water, and internet service. And I can reapply every three months and they'll pay for an ultimate total of 18 months before I'm capped off. So that's been a Yeah. Yeah. And I was able to apply for and receive food benefits. Uh Uh-huh. And then I found several other things through Heartland Community Health Center where my doctor is. Good. They placed me at the lowest end of their sliding fee scale. And then I get requalified yearly, which means the lowest possible health care for someone with no health insurance. But the care is high quality. Good. I'm also able to see a mental health professional there for therapy at just $10 an appointment. Wow. And that's even lower than our local mental health agency. Good. Yeah. They were able to help me navigate the disability process, even though they couldn't control the outcome. Sure. And they made recommendations for places to get help with vision needs and my prescriptions. That's probably the best part. I went from maybe occasionally taking an Advil to having to take 10 pills a day and give myself weekly injections. So you can imagine what all of that costs. But Heartland has a new pharmacy with a program that they put me on and I pay just the tiniest fraction of that cost. Wow. For uh, diabetes stuff and test scripts and all. Wow. Yeah, the uh, injection alone retails for $1,000 a month, and I pay maybe, I think it was 
it was less than 10 for a three-month supply. Really? So that's how much they saved me. Yeah. Wow. It's great. What a, what a wonderful help. Yeah. Yes. So with the help from the Grace Response Team and Inspire and Kira Payne, my rent and utilities, I've been able to use the money from the Grace Response Team for my medical bills, paying for prescriptions and all my other expenses, like maintaining my auto insurance and paying my renter's insurance, my monthly cell phone bill, things like that. And the Grace Response Team has also helped me find admin work that I can do from home. So that's been great. And it feels good to work to support myself. Sure. And I hope to grow that into fully supporting myself. Yeah, good. Well, it sounds like you've gotten good at finding different kinds of resources. I have. I tell you what, I'm really good at finding resources. And I've <laughs> helped other people with some things like housing, seniors, help getting identification when they don't have any, things like that. So if anybody would like help with resources, get in touch with Paul and he'll pass it along to me and I'll be happy to share the ones I know about. Well, I know you will because you've already done that. And Emma, you are a wealth of resources and just a real testimony to someone who was at rock bottom. And, you know, I know that because of when we first met and started doing life together. And uh, rock bottom is different for everybody, of course. And I don't ever want to uh, imply that one person's situation is way worse than somebody else's. Everybody, again, has a story. But your story is not atypical because I have found that many, many single moms who are in a situation where because of whatever in their background, they're either not in a position where they can work because of taking care of kids, or if they are fortunate enough to get a job, then when the kids get sick, and if they don't have any family that can help or friends, they have to take off work. Sometimes employers are okay with that, but sometimes they're not. And if you take off too much work, then you not only lose your income, but you lose your insurance. And you lose the kids' insurance and all of those things. And from what you said, you were in somewhat of a similar <laughs> situation uh, like that with having had benefits and stuff and then not having them. And it can just seem like the world's crashing down around you, can't it? Yes. And again, you are such an inspiration and such a success story. And that the story is not finished. You're, <laughs> you're on a journey. You're on, on your way like we all are. But there are others, and what I'm hoping from this interview, and I so appreciate you being willing to tell your story, there are other people who I want to hear this to know that there is hope, uh, there are resources, uh, there are people who can help them, and for people who aren't aware of the situation that uh, single moms and dads can be in, that this will maybe uh, help open their eyes to seeing you know, you, you might see a, uh, like what, what's on our screen here, a mom and two kids. You might see a mom and two kids uh, walking along to the sidewalk, maybe going to the grocery store or to a quick shop or laundromat or whatever, and not uh, give a thought to who they are or where they're going. But they have a story, and that story could be that they're walking because they don't have a car. And they don't have uh, other resources. And that's not to say that uh, everybody is somebody that we should stop and talk and, you know, and ask if they need help. But it is to say, as we've learned, to listen to the Holy Spirit in us, to Christ in us. And the Holy Spirit will tell us, 
hey, you know, just pray for those people, or they're not someone I want you to talk to or help right now. Or maybe they'll say, hey, stop and say, uh, how are you guys doing? Is there anything I can help with? And even, you know, more involved in that. For those who would be interested in helping single parents, that's what we do through the Grace Restoration Team. And all the money that is donated to the Grace Restoration Team and all the money that comes in from the sale of our books and other things goes to help single parents and their families. And uh, I can say that they all, uh, like you are, Emma, have, have been just extremely grateful. And we're grateful to be able to partner and help folks with this. Our time is up for one episode, and I want to say that your administrative work is really good, and you <laughs> you have a lot of uh, knowledge and a lot of experience, and you're able to do that online, as I know you've helped people with editing, people other than me, too, with uh, editing books and you know, coming up with the stationery and doing research and stuff like that. So if anybody's in a situation where they would like really good administrative help that somebody could do from their home, whether it's one hour or a few hours a week or here or there or whatever, if anybody's interested in that and you'd like to see uh, Emma uh, fulfill her dream of being self-employed, you can contact me and I'll work with you and then get you in touch uh, with her, with her real name. And uh, you can see if it might be a good fit there. So how's that sound, Emma? That sounds great. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. You're sure welcome. Well, thank you for sharing your story. And we're going to get into a little bit more of it in our next episode on Grace to All with Paul Gray. So thank you all for listening and watching. And again, if you'd like to find out more about our ministry, the Grace Restoration Team that helps single parents and their kids. You can contact me at gracewithpaulgray at gmail.com. You can like whatever platform you're watching or listening to this, you can like it and uh, just send me a message and tell me how to get a hold of you and, and we'll do that. So we will be back with Emma Davis next week. You'll hear more of her story and thank you all for watching and being with us for this edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.